get the mic. Honey, I've got something to say. Ooh, I like that. Can you turn that up for me? No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj. What's up, what's up? It's your girl, Mosh, and we are back with another episode of Eggs Mosh, the podcast, where I am spilling all the real tea. So as you can tell, I'm super hyped, as always. I'm always real hyped to record and talk to y'all, and what's up, what's up? And now I got video, I'm feeling myself, okay? Because y'all get to see me in the studio recording, like, you know what I'm saying? You, you get to see my facial expressions, you get to see how to thing works and I'm excited we are just growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and I'm just so excited so let's get into it we've got a special guest interview today so I know I've listened to you guys I read through the survey I read through your responses and a lot of people asked for me to bring the interviews back so I got a bomb ASS interview okay uh, for y'all a little bit later. So I'll be interviewing Miss Tyra Laster, who is the founder and CEO of Silk & Root, a hair company that provides hair care solutions for women on the go. So Tyra is actually a very close friend of mine. She is one of my queen sisters. Fun fact, she was actually Miss Tennessee State University the same year I was Miss North Carolina A&T State University. And that's how we bonded and we've been close ever since. So it is such a pleasure to have her on the show and to speak with her about her business and just to see her growth and see her launch. And she's just been selling out and I'm just so here for it. So I'm going to jump right in so we can get to the good stuff. All right. So my moments of the day, of the year, of the month, of the week, however long you need it. All right. So, you know, I got to give a quick backstory. Oh, and y'all, the ex Maj question for today, it is lit. Okay. We're going to get into that in a second. Um, okay, so Maj moment. So I have a really close friend, and she has a blog. Um, and it's something that she's super passionate about. You know, she just really wants to inspire and, you know, tell her story and just inspire people through her personal experiences. But she's been having some issues kind of being consistent. And so I've been just trying to, you know, encourage her to to start, even if it's not perfect, to just do it. Um and, and to really just go for it because I'm like, her content is so bomb. Um, but I think she's just anxious about it and she's just kind of defeating her own self. So the other day we were having a conversation and she just was kind of like doubting herself. Like, you know, what? Well, how do I know people want to hear my, con- or, or if people want to read my content or how do I know that this is actually inspiring or how do I know if, um... Uh, you know, people are going to really, are really going to want to read it and actually take something from it and so on and so forth. How, how do I know people are just going to visit my website and take the time to read my stuff? And she just had all of these doubtful kind of questions about her, you know, really starting this blog and being consistent about it. So basically, you know, I, her and I are close friends. So I started sharing some of, um, some of basically like the personal experiences that her and I have had together and how I was inspired by some of those experiences. And I'm like, honey, don't you know such and such will want to hear about this particular situation? Don't you think you can inspire somebody by your journey through, you know, college, your journey through law school, you know, your journey through this, your journey through that, how you never gave up on this, how you got the job to that, how somebody told you no for this and this door was slammed in your face and you continue to persevere? I'm like, don't you think all of those stories are inspirational and they could truly help somebody? else I'm like honey what's up in your mind is going to be helpful for somebody else's story your testimony is going to inspire somebody else's story so in essence the Maj moment came from this I said honey you need to wake up and stop sleeping on yourself okay and that goes for everybody listening who wants to start something who fears that you know, people are not going to like their content or you don't have anything to share with the world or you're not inspirational or people aren't going to like you or whatever, whatever. Honey, stop. You are defeating yourself. Wake up and start, stop sleeping on yourself. Do you know how much power and influence and creativity and just all of that stuff that is sitting inside you waiting to be poured out, but it's up to you to pour it out? Honey, don't even get me started, okay? So the Maj moment of the day, wake up 
and stop sleeping on yourself. Let's get to it, okay? Let's get to it. All right, so let's move on to the Ask Maj segment. Honey, this was good. I was like, ooh, when I got this, I said, ooh, this is real good. Okay. <clears throat> and, of course, y'all, I, I done uploaded, you know, I done added a um, section to my website where you can go on and type in your question. So, y'all need to go in there and type in your question so I can give you some advice, okay? Go into the, the, the tab. It's called Ask Maj. My website, you can either visit AskMaj.com or Ask Maj Podcast. It'll take you to the same place. Go in there, click on the Ask Maj tab, and you'll see it right there. Child, ask me. <clears throat> ooh, child, my throat. Um ask me anything you want and i'm gonna try to give you the the best advice that i can okay so let's jump into it uh dear maj my dad and mom got a divorce a few years ago and my dad just recently got remarried in the beginning my mom was pretty hurt and her and my dad did not talk unless it had to deal with finances recently my dad told me that him and my mom had been communicating but nothing serious my dad just had a baby with his new wife and my mom knew when the baby was born and I'm going to assume my dad told her my dad and I have a close relationship and we talk about everything but I don't want to intrude on his life and his decisions but I do feel like him conversing with my mom is inappropriate number one do you think this is inappropriate and number two should I say something oh child y'all okay you like you didn't spare me at all with this one okay so Okay, <laughs> let me get my thoughts together. You know, and I try not to take too many notes before I read these because I want my answer to be extremely genuine and authentic. Um, straight from the dome. Okay, uh, let's start with the first question. Do you think it's, this is inappropriate? Absolutely. <laughs> if your dad is remarried, he should not be having any... I personally believe, this is my personal opinion, he should not be having... First of all, uh, uh, you're grown. Obviously, it seems like you're grown. I'm going to assume that you're grown. If your conversations don't have anything to do with kids or finances or maybe properties that you guys own together, I personally don't think there's anything that needs to be discussed. Like, now, now I can say if you're married, I don't know how long they've been married, but if you guys have been married for 10 plus two three, or even two, three years, I can understand how, you know, living with somebody, being married to somebody and then divorcing and then you're just trying to just, you know, get over and adjust to life without that person. I can understand how challenging that is. But being the fact that your dad is remarried, he's with a new woman, I think it is highly inappropriate that him and your mom are communicating, especially if it doesn't have anything to do with finances, the kids, or or whatever, um, finances, kids, or like properties that they may have owned together. Otherwise, I don't think you guys need to be, they need to be talking if he has a new wife. And I'm going to assume this person didn't put this in in the in the message, but I'm going to assume that his new wife doesn't know that he is texting or communicating with the old wife. I'm going to assume that. So that is highly inappropriate. And y'all know me. I've said this before. I feel like cheating is anything that you do behind your spouse's back. If it's something that you are hiding or you don't want to tell that person, you it's cheating. It is cheating. So I, I personally think that is inappropriate considering he has a new wife. Now, if he wasn't remarried, I don't see anything wrong with it. Y'all both single. I don't see anything wrong with it. But because he has a new wife and I'm going to assume that his wife doesn't know that they are communicating, I think it's inappropriate. The second part is, should I say something? Okay, so this is one of those tough situations, and I can speak to this because it's kind of like, you know, if you have a fr uh, best friend or, you know, so on and so forth, and she's telling you something or venting about something, and you have a strong opinion about it, but she didn't ask you, but you feel like you should say something, it, it, that, it's a hard battle. It's a really hard battle. So in this particular situation, I'm going to say no. Um, I'm going to say no because, like you said, you know, you don't want to intrude on his life or his decisions. So I'm going to say no. You should not say anything unless he asks you. Um, you know, unless he unless he asks you, ask you. Now, I'm not exactly sure, you know, how severe the situation is or how long they've been communicating for or the extent of the relationship. I don't know any of those things, but... I think, you know, especially if it's early on or whatever, they just started communicating. Like, I would just wait it out, you know, and and maybe I think once it gets to be, I 
wouldn't even say unbearable, but maybe if it becomes a challenge or they begin to communicate more, he might actually come out and ask you, like, well, what do you think? Do you think it's okay? Or, or, or you know, so on and so forth. Now, if you just really feel like you should say something, um, if you really feel like you should say something, I think you should kind of listen and wait for the right time to say something. But I think, you know, if he's venting or if he's just telling you that may not be the right time, but if he's like, you know, kind of looking for a solution to his problem, then maybe you can kind of slide it in a little bit. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's kind of a tough one. And if I could give you just any advice just from this whole situation is, um, you know, like, like I said in the last Ask Maj um, question, um, when you're listening, truly, truly listen to understand. Um, because obviously they're communicating for a reason. And like I said, I, I can only imagine how it feels to, you know, be married to somebody for a certain amount of time and then have to, you know, adjust to like living without them. So I would say, you know, really listen, you know, to understand his feelings and gain a better understanding of, of maybe why he's he feels it's okay to communicate with, you know, his ex. Um and, 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 and really just that, just listen, you know, if he's, he's, if he's venting to you, let him vent. If he's coming to you and asking you for advice, then be prepared to offer him, him advice. But I think when, when you think about what to tell him and what to say or what advice to give, think about, uh, uh, what you've taken from you all's conversations and what you've, you know, understood, what questions you've asked, how he answered those questions. Um, because I think when you give advice, um, you really want to consider that person's feelings. Really put yourself in his shoes and consider his feelings. And I think it could work out well. You know, like you said, uh, like you said, you know, they have a good relationship. So I don't see why, you know, if he asks you advice and you feel like it's inappropriate, you can't say that, you know, without there being, you know, some some disagreement or argument or whatever. So good luck, honey. Good luck. <laughs> that was a good one, though. Thank you so much for submitting that. So, woo, child, bless it. Okay, so Cardi B done accidentally, allegedly, accidentally leaked a picture of her boobs, child, on the Instagram, on the Instagram story. I'm talking like somebody grandma, on the Instagram story before she quickly deleted it. So, of course, Cardi, like, you, you child, that thing could be up there for one second and y'all know people gonna get it, okay? You know people gonna get it. So, of course, it, it was viral and trending. You know how that goes. Uh, so she addressed it on Twitter after, 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 you know, it was, it was trending. Okay. Let me, let me, let me try to read this. Okay. Okay. This is going to be a little tough. Y'all know I don't cuss on the podcast. Okay. Uh, my grandmother be listening. Anyway, uh, Lord, she started with Lord. She said, Lord, why the F you have to make me so effing stupid? Why, why, why? These, these are Cardi's words. These are Cardi's words. Why, why, why? You know what? I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm just going to eat my breakfast, and then I'm going to go to the party. She then added, I'm not going to think about it. No, I won't. It is what it is. Sugar honey iced tea happened. F it. It's not even the first time I used to be a stripper, so whatever. Adios mio. And that means, oh my gosh, in Spanish. Okay. All right. So moving into our celebrity section, back to Cardi B. I know y'all done heard, y'all. Her and Offset are back together, okay? They are back together. This is what she said um, as to why she decided to get back with him. Okay, again, I'm going to do my best to read this. Uh, she said, I just be starting to miss, miss him. It's hard not to talk to your best friend, and it's really hard to have no sex. I'm going to say sex, okay? Uh, she continued, I know I'm not bipolar because I took a test. Now, who the call uh, Cardi B bipolar? Y'all need to stop. Okay, so then I know y'all saw, well, I don't, I'm not sure if y'all saw. I guess I'm the one supposed to be presenting the news to you. Uh, for her birthday, uh, uh, Offset brought her a Rolls Royce uh, with a customized car seat for their daughter, Culture. And this is how she responded to that. She said, I do like material things. What do you want me to do? This N-I-G-G-A gave me a Rolls Royce and I snub him. Oh, I could say Negro. I don't think that's bad. I hope my grandma don't mind. Let me start that over. What do you want me to do? The Negro gave me a Rolls Royce and I snub him. And I really wanted some sex for my birthday. Okay, girl. All right. So she got a lot of backlash after, you know, she confirmed that they were back together. 
Um, and she responded with several tweets. I'll let you all do your due diligence because it was a lie. I, you know, I think she had deleted them after a, a certain point. But anyway, this was the, kind of one of the last tweets to like wrap it up. She said, I'm gonna make this very clear. Before I was a celeb, I was a crazy, crazy ASS Cardi B. Same B-I-T-C-H you saw on TV and on IG talking sugar honey iced tea and doing crazy sugar honey iced tea. I'm still that a little bit more calm now, but still the same. I don't know why you're expecting something different now. This ain't Disney. I'm, I was a little confused when she said this ain't Disney. What What you mean? D Disney be switching now? I guess. I mean, the only thing I saw Disney switch was adding some black people into the, to the equation. But I didn't know Disney was... Anyway, okay. Let me say this about Cardi B, and I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Leave her alone! Leave her alone! Leave her alone! Y'all treat these celebrities like they are inhumane, like they ain't humans! Cardi B is a human! How many times you done talked to your best friend, your friend, your girlfriend, your sister, whoever else, and she done went back to a man who cheated on her? That is normal! Y'all be out here uh, uh, slitting tires and... Ooh, <clears throat> my throat, child. Y'all be out here slitting tires, busting windows. I, it was this viral video uh, of this girl um, uh, trying to blow her her boyfriend car up and then it ended up back, backfiring on her. Oh, y'all be doing that, okay? A man done cheating on, on you and, you know, and you don't went back. I have taken back a man who cheated on me. It don't make me crazy. It don't make me dumb. It don't make me naive. It makes me... That's a good question. I don't know what it makes me. It makes me forgiving, okay? It makes me forgiving. And I always say this, but I feel like we can bash a woman all day about her decision to stay with a man. But at the end of the day, it is up to her to be fed up. If she ain't fed up, honey, it ain't nothing we can do. But I, I hate that we act like these things are not normal. That is normal. Okay, now I will say, you know, I ain't never been married before, you know what I'm saying? So I, you know, it does seem a little crazy that she actually went to, you know, went, went all the way to like filing the divorce. But I also, I'm not gonna say that's normal, but I can definitely understand how that happened. Like picture this, can y'all imagine Cardi and Offset arguing? They are, they going back and forth, arguing, calling each other to all type of names. Uh, cussing at each other, and Cardi be like, I'm a foul for divorce. I'm a foul for divorce. Offset be like, all right, do it then. I don't care. I don't care. Do it then. Do it, do it, do it then. And Cardi go foul for divorce. <laughs> like, to prove a point, I can definitely see that happening. Like, come on, y'all. We These people that came from the hood, you know what I'm saying? Like Cardi B said, she ain't changed one bit. I get it. You know, I'm all for the winning Rome do, do what the Romans do. But, honey, if that's her, and she says she ain't changing, we got to accept it for what it is. I, I mean... I don't, I don't understand why we're coming for her. Like, like this is just, oh my God, I can't believe she went back to him after he done cheated on her. Yeah, y'all done done the same thing. Y'all done done the same thing. And I can attest to that. I've done it. Okay, but I ain't dumb. You you learn your lesson, you move forward. Okay? Now, this ain't necessarily Offset's case, but it once a cheetah ain't always a cheetah. Okay? I don't believe that. Uh, in a lot of situations it is, but not all the time. In offset situation it is it is. Okay. He he I don't think he's gonna stop cheating, but that's another story for another day. But you know, like I said, I think I think I, I don't I don't see you know if that's her decision to get back with him, she's happy with him, whatever. I think my issue with um I guess the whole situation is Cardi B put so much of it out there. I think, you know, if if the divorce you know, uh, fouling was public. I feel like she just should let it be that. Like, I don't think she should have spoke on it. I don't think she should have done any interviews. Like, I don't think she should have tweeted about it. I don't even think she should have posted the picture, um, you know, of her in like that little devil suit saying like, oh, I'm single. You know, I, I, I feel like she should have just left it at that, you know, because I'm gonna be real, real honest with y'all. I feel like no matter how angry we get at men that we're dealing with, I feel like we always have that 1% of hope or, or, or we know if there is a 1% of hope of getting back together. Like, I feel like we know that. And I feel like in this situation, obviously, I don't know her or Offset, but I definitely think Cardi knew that there was a, uh, a chance that they were going to get back together. So I don't think, and I mean, regardless if they didn't get back together or, you know, if, if they did, I just don't, I don't see why she made that so, so public. And, you know, now she has, um, 
deactivated her Twitter, I guess, because she got so much backlash. And I mean, I feel bad for her. But I mean, Cardi, it's just like, you know, I've seen so many people like saying, mind your business. Honey, how y'all gonna say mind your business when she put it out there? It's, you know what I'm saying? It's like when you at the Super Bowl and Jen and Justin, was it Justin Timberlake? So whoever ripped off, you know, Janet Jackson, little boob patch and her boob came out and it's, and it's like you at the concert and it's like, oh, mind your business. I can't, the boob is there. The titty is out. I, I mean, I can't mind my business. It's in my face. You know what I'm saying? It's in my face. I want the tea, honey. I want the tea. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I, I got to talk about it or, you know, express my opinion all over social media. But, you know, social media is a social network. You know what I'm saying? So whatever you put out there is public. Whatever you put out there, I believe that you don't mind uh, uh, making it everybody's business. That is my personal opinion. So for now, like I said, that doesn't mean we go and, you know, we have all of these opinions about a celebrity's lifestyle or marriage or whatever. But I'm not going to say y'all need to mind y'all business. You know what I'm saying? Like, mind your business in the sense of you don't got to speak on it. But, honey, I want to know what happened. And like I said, Cardi, you can't be telling people mind their business when you put it all out there. It is out there. Just like your titties, they, their business is out there, honey. It is out there. And, honey, I am Barty gang all day, okay? But, but yeah, no. So, I, I'm not going to act like, you know what I'm saying, this is not normal. You know, a lot of women have done it. Your best friend done it. Your sister done it. I just hate that she put it all out there for people to have an opinion about it. Cardi, we still love you, honey. And at this point, it's a, if you like it, I love it. If you want Offset, okay, girl, moving on. I ain't the hugest fan of Offset. I like Cardi, so, you know, Barty gang all day, every day. Moving on. Uh, so Diddy announced that he is launching his own political party called Our Black Party with a mission that includes advancing a political agenda that addresses the needs of black people. He said on Twitter... I'm launching one of the boldest things I've ever launched. I'm launching a black political party with some young black elected officials and activists. It's called Our Black Party. It doesn't matter if you are Republican or Democrat. The number one priority is to get Donald Trump out of office. He has to go. We can't allow this man to continue to try and divide us. The people that have the most responsibility and should be scared to death of this man are white people. We are on the verge of a race war. We can protest all we want, but to win, we have to build our own black political party. To do that, we have to be trained and organized. Our black party is doing that. Diddy, that's cute and all, but is y'all hiring? Like, you know what I'm saying? Is, is you hiring? Is, is y'all niggas hiring? Is the question. You know what I'm saying? You doing all this extra stuff. You need help. And I, I can help. I can help. So let me know. Let me know. Um, in the same spirit in, in uh, of the political realm, uh, Ice Cube was under fire after the Trump administration revealed that he has apparently been working uh, with Trump's re-election campaign on issues pertaining to the black community. Uh, he's apparently working with the Trump administration to help develop what's called the Platinum Plan. This plan claims that the Trump administration will increase access to capital by almost 500 billion in black communities, create 3 million new jobs, provide more affordable health care, improve access to better education and job opportunities, designate Juneteenth as a national holiday and other promises. Promises. So Ice Cube got a lot of backlash from that. Child, pe people don't like Trump, honey. The black people do not like Trump, okay? Uh, so he went on an interview with... Um, CNN journalist Chris Cuomo, I think I'm saying that right, uh, to set the record straight. This is what he said. I didn't run to go work with any campaign. Both campaigns contacted me. Both campaigns wanted to talk to me about the contract with Black America. Uh, one campaign said, we love what you have, but let's really dig into it after the election. And then one campaign said, we love what you have. Do you mind talking to us about it and that's why I did what I did so I didn't run to nobody I'm not playing no more of these political games we're not part of a team so I'm going to whoever's in power and I'm going to speak to them about our problems specifically I'm not going in there talking about minorities I'm not going in there talking about people of color or diversity or none of that stuff I'm going there for black Americans the ones who are descendants of slaves okay I skill all right do your thing, I guess. Uh, new music. Mulatto dropped a new visual for In-N-Out featuring the City Girls. 
because uh, act up, you get snatched up. Money back, yo, also dropped a new visual for the said some remix with City Girls and the Baby, because act up, you get snatched up. Uh, Kelly Rowland dropped a new single called Crazy. Make sure y'all go and check that out. I just love her. Uh, T.I. dropped a new album called The Libra, and he was in the Atlantic Club with no mask on for a, um uh album release party. <clears throat> just saying. Side Baby released a remix to Whole Lot of Choppers featuring Nicki. Hey, girl. Um, and then Monica announced uh, that her ninth studio album called Trenches is releasing November 20th. If I could be honest, just by the uh, uh, the name of the album, the title, I, I'm not feeling it already. It's already a no for me. Because didn't she release that song when she did the uh, Brandy and Monica versus battle? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm gonna give it a chance. I mean, we we she got a month. She got a month. But I, I it's already a no for me. Anyway, in my favorite section of the podcast, Shine Black Girl Shine, honey Issa Rae hosted Saturday Night Live. And you know what? I added this to this list. I thought this was so special because if y'all don't know, Issa Rae started on YouTube creating her own content. Uh, she started with uh, a series called um, Awkward Black Girl. And just to see her growth from that, and now she's hosting Saturday Night Live, and she has her own production company, honey, I stand. Uh, Cardi B announces her first ever Reebok footwear collection. I definitely wouldn't have put Cardi B with Reebok, but excited to see what's in store. Uh, Miss Brianna Daniels, who is a Norfolk State University alumna, yes, HBCU pride, is the first African-American woman to work as part of a pit crew for NASCAR. Oh, cool. Uh, Rihanna made Forbes' richest self-made billionaire list for the first time with a net worth of $600 million. Lord, I see what you've done for others. And whatever you are doing in this season, don't do it without me, okay? Uh, Miss Natalia Johnson. Ooh, chow. I don't know if it's Natalie or Natalia. I wrote Natalia, but it might be Natalie. I'm going to go with my gut. Miss Natalia Johnson made history as the first black female brewmaster for Anheuser-Busch, which is the world's largest beer company, comprising notable names including Budweiser and Bud Light. So shout out to all of my black girls shining. Honey, keep on shining black girls. And now we are moving on to our interview portion with Miss Tyra Last. Founder and CEO of Silk and Root Hair Co- Silk and Root Hair Company that provides hair care solutions for women on the go. Yes, hello, Miss Tara. Hey, Maja. <laughs> okay, we're gonna try this again. Yes, we're gonna try it again. We're gonna try it again. Okay, and we're gonna do this the right way. So, y'all, quick little secret. Tyra and I actually recorded this full interview a couple of weeks ago and it didn't work out. So (laughs) So Tyra allowed me to do this again and record this interview all over again. So I'm so thankful for her. Oh, no problem. Of course. And I'm I'm thankful for you being here again. And like, (laughs) you don't do this the right way. And you know, when I, I had put out a survey not too long ago and like I told you before, a lot of people were like, you know, bring back the interviews, bring back the interviews. You know, we want to hear from, you know, entrepreneurs and powerful black women. And I'm, I'm here for that. You know, we yes. can- <laughs> uh, so like I told you before, you know, you were the first person I thought of. So, Thank you so Silk and Root is just growing and yes. <laughs> it's just growing. And I, I, I'm i so excited to talk about it again. I mean, we can talk about this for forever. Okay. Listen, give me a date and time. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. Yeah. So let's just jump right in. And, yeah. you know, if I could be honest and candid with my listeners, honey, we're going to talk about the same thing. Okay. 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 <laughs> but we're going to add in all the, all the new updates because I know you just had a new drop today, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, yesterday, which. I'm getting my days mixed up, 2020, right? But yesterday I had another drop. Um, so I don't mean to do a cameo at all. This yes, is come on. Those are the orders that I'm trying to get ready and everything. So yeah. Come on, we got the product <laughs> in the back, okay? Free promotion, free marketing. <laughs> I'm here for it. So yes, like I said, Ms. Tyra Laster is the founder and CEO of Silk and Root, which is a hair company that provides hair hair care solutions for women on the go. So Tyra, from your own mouth, from your own brain, from your own mind, 
what is Silk and Root? Tell us about Silk and Root. Yeah, no, simply put, Silk and Root is just for women on the go when it comes to that hair product solution. So I always like to add in the word solution with anything Silk and Root because we're all about fixing the problem. Um, it's catered to black women by black women. Um, really kind of grew out in your 2019 to now to today. Um, it's really just edge control in a chapstick form. That's for women just to kind of really um, take on with them as they go throughout the day. When you know you get that little um, white stuff with your store-bought edge control or stuff doesn't last, Silk and Root sees that as, okay, well, here's something just in case you need it. And I, nine times out of 10, a lot of black women need it. And it's just that, you know, ready emergency uh, stick that we like to kind of prompt to. Nice. Okay, so y'all, little little background. Tavra is the friend in our friend group that always got the lay edges. <laughs> okay, I, I just need y'all to know that. So, so Tavra, first of all, thank you for sharing a little bit more about Silk and Root, but where did this idea come from? Is it because you have the best laid edges or you needed to share or, or what is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, and thank you, sis. Um, really edge control and the idea of it all came from, I knew I wanted to kind of dive into beauty and hair industry because hello, it's a billion dollar industry and it's never going away. Um, but I wanted to do something innovative. So I remember back in the drawing board of like late 2019, right before 2020, uh, you know, came in and, you know, did what it did. Um, I was trying to figure out where it was going from there. So you'll see in like my old notebooks of just like kind of crossing out edge control, yes and no. Is it a kit? What would the kit be like? And really kind of playing on the fact like what do black women do in their bathrooms every day? We try to put stuff together before we, you know, go out, like, you know, throw stuff in the bag or figure it out. So I wanted to do something fun, new, but not too off the scales where people wouldn't get it. So I know I wanted to start with edge control. And, you know, I always think a good marketing wise of stay true to who you are and people will be able to gravitate towards that. So with my hair, I take pride in like kind of doing my hair all the time and having it look a certain way. So I knew people would be able to kind of trust in me with that. So presenting something wasn't too, I don't know why Tyra doing that. You know, it was like, oh, okay, I can see it, girl. So it kind of went hand in hand. And um, really, I wanted to break the mold in that because I'm always saying like, the best marketer wins to, um, you know, quote on the quote of uh, Ming Lee, and just kind of really evolving that little scenario, making sure that it pops. And, you know, so far it has, and I'm really excited about it. <laughs> Yes, honey, we all excited. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned, you know, we talked about, you know, just having uh, uh, hair care solutions, right, for women on the go. So when you think about the motivation, right, and you think about the idea that kind of birthed Silk and Root, what problem um, were you trying to solve when, as it relates to Black women? So first and foremost, you know, I always try to make note that hair care isn't one size fits all. You know, we come from kinky, curly, straight, boned, dyed, color, all in between. And so when kind of looking at Silk and Root, I wanted it to be a just in case you need it and letting that kind of make a story of its own. So anything with Silk and Root, it derived from black women usually love edge control. And some people, they either have their edges laid dramatically or soft or nothing at all. And that's okay too. And kind of really fingering on where is that kind of go from? Okay, we want some type of formula that makes sense that isn't too slick and too much or isn't too like hard stick. So when creating Silk and Root, I wanted something that's doable, on the go, and very efficient. And so kind of putting that in the package form kind of um, helped with that imagination because when I was trying to figure out what's out there already, I didn't really see anything in a chapstick form. And I thought, okay, what is something that's small? Is it iPhone small or is it smaller than that? And then, okay, what is a chapstick? A chapstick is something that people are used to. Okay, what can you put in a chapstick? How does that really, you know, work? I've never seen edge control in a chapstick, but that means I'm probably gonna have to decompress it. Okay, decompress it means put it in heat, put it, you know, all these things. And again, it kind of got like a little chemistry lesson with it and um, eventually it created Silk and Root. But to answer your initial question, it really just came from black woman really wanting something then and now, you know, and just to the point, nothing too hard to grasp and what can I actually keep in my pocket and be on the go for. 
Nice, nice. So, y'all, let me reiterate that Tyra, uh, Tyra's brand, Silk and Root, literally has an edge control and a chapstick. Yes. Like, it looks like a chapstick. You can throw it in your purse, take it to the club, take it on the date. Yes. When you sweat, okay, when you sweat and you're nervous and you need to redo the edges. So, Tyra, right, I know, you know, just as marketers and communi communicators, mm -hmm. you know, our first uh, uh, thought process is to think about the problem and then the yeah. solution as to how you're going to handle uh, or, or solve that problem. But why in the world, and I mean, obviously it worked out, but why in the world did you think putting a putting edge control in chapstick would be so popular? Like, let me also say, I've never heard of that. Like, I've never yeah. seen something similar, <laughs> okay? And I, I I, got the whole beauty supply under my okay? <laughs> Your hair is always popping, so it, yeah, it really, this, you know, Please, everybody knows this is a disclaimer. I know, my job, I don't want to go left, but my hair is always popping, always it. So let's be let clear. me say, <laughs> I, I appreciate the love, but honey, this thing is its own entity. But so what? What? I like I said, I've never heard of something like this. So what in your head? You know, aside from just like okay. I know the challenge of my fellow black women and I and I have an innovative solution that can fix it. But why in the world did you think a edge control and a chapstick would be so popular? Like because I mean, y'all, Tyra has been selling out. Tyra has been, <laughs> I mean, selling out. So yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm done. Yeah, no, 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 no. I it's different. That is literally the first thing. It's different, it's new, it's huh? You know, like it's all these things. And that, as you and I know as communicators, that is what is gonna sell. Like people don't it's not something you really understand quickly. It's like in a chapstick, I've never thought of that. Exactly. That's the whole type of, you know, uh, thought process and stimulation that I wanted of that. Um, you know, you could put it in a jar, you could put it in a tube, all these cool things, but why not a chapstick, you know? And when you start from the grand idea, it's able to like, you know, mic down to, okay, well, if you just do it like this, if I want it in a chapstick, how does that process look? But it really was because it was different and I've never seen it before, you know? Um, in the hair and the beauty industry, we see the same things but different type of quality and product. But I think it's something to be said when you're kind of think way outside the box of something that is, why didn't I think of that, you know? Because now that it's here and it's presented, you're like, oh, dang, well, that does kind of make sense in that mini form. So it was definitely um, a different type of why not uh, moment for me. Right, because honey, I ain't never thought of that, okay? <laughs> never thought of that. Yeah. So, you know, I know you talked about, you know, the beauty industry just being, you know, a billion dollar industry. Yeah. And I mean, let's be real, edges, the whole edge, like, trend is popping right now. Yeah. So if you could choose one celebrity or one influencer to pitch Silk and Root to right now, right, now. Would, right now, and they would pick it up, who would you choose? Probably Chili from TLC because she's classic with her edges. Um, she usually does them dramatic, but I love everything that she kind of stands for with her hairstyle. And the next would probably be Sweetie because she's the, you know, poppin' chick, um, hot girl right now. But so Chili and Sweetie, or Sweetie, I hope I'm saying your name right, Ooh. girl. But, you know, um, probably those two because those are just, like, people who stand out to me. But I always want to make note that it doesn't have to be for the girls with the dramatic sides or anything. You know, it could just be the girls who just want to touch up on their braids or for their um, wig cap, you know, making note that it's for everyone, no matter the style. But Chili is sweetie, you know, girl. Okay, I love sweetie, and I love the fact that you say it doesn't have to be dramatic because my edges never work, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good to know that these these this can work for me too. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's switch gears a little bit. You talked about, you know, just the drawing board and the planning process. Um, of, of birthing Silk and Root. Mm -hmm. So what was it like, I guess, sharing this idea with people? How did that kind of look for you? What was that process like for you? So for many people, no one really knew about it, right? Um, not even my close girlfriends, including yourself. I didn't tell um, my circle of friends. I really kind of kept it to those I trusted from a branding and marketing standpoint that like kind of knew my vision because sometimes I get... I get going with my mind and I wanted someone to kind of reel me in. So I chose very select people um, when it came to the drawing board. And you know, they are considered my girlfriends, but in a different type of aspect. 
Um, and when telling people, I didn't tell my family for the longest time. I didn't tell my tribe for the longest time. Um, I really kept it to myself because I'm a firm believer that when you have something, um, it's so important to just keep it to yourself and to God because you just, you don't want too much, um, you don't too many opinions and too much say so. You really want it to kind of just be to yourself and having that be birthed and just for you to see. And mm. then you slowly let people in and, you know, get taken. Also always take it with a grain of salt is what I learned too. So I didn't tell many people and I, I love that. And I think it has made the launch and the success so far special because it's something that people didn't see or expect. Um, it just, I just dropped it. I did like Beyonce. I just dropped it. <laughs> oh, honey, I'm here for a Beyonce drop, okay? No, you know. <laughs> but um, it, no, it made it all special. Um, you know, I, I think that's so just interesting and, and smart that you kind of did it that way because what's, what's the J. Cole line? Um, if you don't tell your dreams to people, they can't tear them down. Oh, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, you know, it's not to say like, oh, I, you know, this is why I didn't tell my friends this. No, it's not like that. But just yeah. being selective and having those relationships and those friendships where those people understand why you're selective. Yeah. And, you know, why you chose, you know, not to share it with everyone and you just dropped it. Honey, I'm here for the Beyonce drop, okay? <laughs> I, I, I mean, because, Beyonce herself, you know. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> And I think it's so important that, you know, once you do kind of release these things or launch these things, um, that you have that support system now that it's out. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, now that it's out. But but speaking of relationships, Tyra, is there is there a special man in your life? Girl, you would know if it was. Uh, <laughs> um, no, there is not. I am single as a Pringle. Um, but it does help with the focus of my business. Um, so like getting into that, it, it definitely is something, an interesting line to cross, but for right now I'm single. So yeah. Okay. Uh, fella, she's single. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I, I wanted to ask, right. So are you dating? Let me ask that first before I go on. I'm not at the moment. It is. Are you open? No, actually I'm not at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Why? Why not? Um, so I was talking to someone while in the process of getting ready for my launch and I found it a little bit difficult because my focus was so much on my launch and other things, you know, because um, for everyone listening in and watching, I'm also a full time career woman at that and you know, it, it's, it's hard to balance sometimes and I found myself not really interested in other things. Um, and of course, uh, other stuff came along with that, but I, it has made me kind of closed off to getting to know someone because I feel like I wouldn't be able to give them the dedicated time and the dedicated time to myself, you know? I can be a little bit selfish with my time, so am I open right now? No. Am I flirting here and there? I mean, probably, depending on the way you look at my messages. I don't know. Uh, but... <laughs> But uh, to answer your question, I'm not dating. I'm not really open, but we'll see. Okay, and that's that's completely okay. And I think it's it's one of those things. Ooh, child, just bright, uh, put my little brightening up. It went a little okay. We good. Um, you know, I think it's it's important for us to normalize. Child, y'all know Twitter love normalizing stuff. Oh, um, <laughs> okay, I think I think it's so important that we normalize. Um, saying that I'm too focused on what I'm focused on, that yeah. I don't have time for anything else. And not even that I, I don't have time, but I don't wanna have, like, half-step yeah. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't wanna give exactly. you half of me. And yeah. I just don't have the capacity to give everything right now. So exactly. in, in the best interest of both of us, right. I'm gonna step back, we gonna <laughs> focus on this launch and these okay. next three drops. Yeah. And, then, and then, you know, if, if once we get on track, maybe we could try this again a little later. Okay, okay, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> So So good stuff. Um, so let's shift gears a little bit. I know we kind of shift gears uh, once before, <laughs> we're gonna shift again. Uh, you mentioned, you know, that you're a full-time career working woman. So I, I like to talk about that. Yes. How, first of all, what is it like um, having a full-time job and having 
this side hustle where you're selling products, you're packaging everything by yourself. I mean, marketing, PR, like all of this stuff is you. <laughs> so how, how, what is that like? What, what, what is that like for you? So it's interesting, right? And I know that's such a vague reply, but I, luckily I'm in a space um, for my place of work that is very, open for it and just happy for me um those I didn't I didn't tell anybody back to like who did you tell um but once I like I think I put it on LinkedIn or something obviously they started to figure it out and they were super supportive and so nice and by they I mean my colleagues and whatnot um so there's no problem there but the balance of it all hasn't been as bad as I thought it would be um that is because I've been very disciplined in my time uh, I wake up, I put myself on a schedule, right? So I wake up and in the morning times, it's either go for my run to clear my head or, you know, um, work on some orders and package it off. And that's really before 9 a.m. And 9 a.m. is like my cutoff time where whatever I got to do, I do before then. And then 9 a.m., I'm opening my laptop and I'm focused on my work for today. And then letting that be that. And there's also grace in being a small business owner where luckily those who are your customers are understanding in some ways. You still want to treat them, you know, top tier like you are business is booming. But, you know, there is that respect level there. Um, and then work, I just like really dedicate my time, my eight hours to that what I'm doing today, because at the end of the day, work is still important to me, too. So, um, you know, and then after 5, 6 p.m., close my laptop and it's back to silk and root, you know, making sure that orders are well, making sure that people feel like they're engaged on social and all those um, things that help with creating and starting a business. And luckily I have a bomb um, team member, uh, though she's just kind of helping the consulting wise low, she's just been a great help there. But work wise, it's been okay. I can't complain yet, but I will say I understand those who kind of get burnt out easily because it's so easy to if you don't put yourself on a schedule and if you don't really discipline yourself to say yes and no to things at the right time. Interesting. So aside, aside from um, kind of having that strict schedule, right? And setting the standards for my nine to five is my nine to five and my five to 10 is, you know, silk and root. Yes. What, what are ways you balance just having a full time and really being a hundred percent committed to your full time and then being a hundred percent committed to silk and root? How do you balance? How do you stay organized? Like, what does that look like for you? You know, I'm still learning that, Maja, but I will say saying no to myself. It sounds weird, but saying no, like I can get so easily distracted. I will get a notification on my phone from Wix saying uh, somebody subscribed to you or somebody placed the order and I'll just be like, oh, you know, and I'll just, you know, forget the work I'm doing, and especially being in this new normal where everything is on the laptop. It gets draining, right? Um, but saying no to myself of that, that doesn't have to be done right now, Tyra. It just, it doesn't have to, you know, that person isn't thinking about it that much where you need to, you know, fulfill that order right now. It can wait just like any other big business. They have things on a timeline and a schedule. So kind of putting that in my head and then having this kind of narrative that, what will be will be and i mean that really deeply with my business of not um trying to put all my eggs in one basket in one day you know things are going to get done when it gets done and luckily i have like a great team work-wise that doesn't you know overwhelm me but even in the event that it does i'm able to kind of put silk and root down and attend to this because I'm not full-time yet. And I really don't plan to be full-time entrepreneur anytime soon, but the beauty in that is learning the discipline and the balance of it all. So I, I don't have the perfect answer now. And I don't really know if there is one. I, you know, I listen to these um, scenarios of people saying, you know, just, you know, do it all, be superwoman. And superwoman gets tired, you know, it, it's, it's tiring to, have it all together and to check in and check out at the right time every single day. So there are some days that are hard. I will say today was kind of a hard day, but um, you know, you just keep pushing, you just keep learning. And that's the beauty of being a small business owner is that I don't know, I don't know. And that's the great thing. <laughs> Honey, I love just the title of I'm a small business owner. <laughs> you got you to 
I throw it out there every now and then. I love that. Oh, I, just as a small business owner. Yeah, as, a small, as an entrepreneur. You know? as, an, as a small Black-owned business. I, you know, I just struggle day-to-day. <laughs> That's how I feel about that. So speak, speaking of the day-to-day, and I, I think that was really interesting how you broke that down. What, yeah. what does a day-to-day look like for you? Um, so I get up around, I wake up at 5 a.m., but I kind of stay in bed. It's, I don't, it's, I blame on my mama because I know she's going to listen to this and see this. It's mama, mama, I don't know why, but I get up early for some reason. But I either will lay there or, you know, talk to God. And then around 6 30, 7 a.m. is when I kind of just really get up. I either go for my walk or if I'm feeling lazy that day, um, I'll start kind of figuring out what my motivation is for today. So either that's packaging. And I will say I'm a little strategic in how I do drops. So I try to do drops on Sunday, knowing that the USPS store is closed. So that gives me time to breathe and time to figure out, okay, who's ordering what and how many did they order and kind of setting my tone for that following day. So then Monday rolls around and I do wake up whenever I wake up. I'm able to already have my packages in place, already have the items in place, you know, so I'm able to just ship and go. Um, And then around noon, so 9 a.m. I start my work, um, dedicate time to that. And then lunch break around 12 or 1, I'll be able to kind of, you know, stop things with my job and then um, be able to kind of sort things out with packaging and then go to the USPS store because it takes like two seconds, you know, and then drop off from there, whether that's outside or I go in and then I come back and then I work on work. And then next thing I know, it's 5, 6 p.m. And then I'll kind of check, you know, the tracking for the notifications when it comes to my back end or, you know, check on social how that's doing. And so really setting the cadence and the discipline for myself um, is how I kind of keep going and keep the groove going. Um, because that day to day is so important because you can exhaust yourself very quickly if there's no discipline and what you're doing and why you're doing it because you'll look up and you have an order next to you and an email from your work next it's just it's a lot you know so you really want to be super detailed and how you do things and why you do things nice you know two two things that that really stuck out to me that i think that people miss one of them i miss number one is getting up early like i am not a morning person like when i say i will get that last minute of sleep that i possibly can and that's something that's something that i'm working on because it it really is beneficial to success if you ask any millionaire any business owner one of their keys to success is waking up early in their day-to-day the second thing you mentioned was, honey, praying and spending some time with God. Now Ooh. that's that's my road dog, okay? Yeah. That that's that is my road dog. If I don't talk to God, my day ain't ain't right. Yeah, my day's not, not my day's up. not right. Honey, mm-hmm. and, and and it's not to say you know to to put faith on you, but whatever entity you speak to, <laughs> it, yeah. So meditation is is what I'm saying. Well, praying, okay, you know I know who my mine is okay but uh yeah i think you know that's so important to just pray you you talked about you know just figuring out what that motivation is for you today because i think a lot for uh, for you that day because i think a lot of times people just wake up and it's just like what's happening today like what what's my purpose today but finding that motivation that purpose in every day is is and it's not every day too you know like we i'm sure you and i know like we sometimes wake up and we're just like what day is it? What I got to do? Why is this meeting today? Like all these things in your head. And it's hard to kind of be quiet and talk to him sometimes when you feel that way, but at least having the intent to do so. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right, Miss Tyra. So, so let us know what is next for Tyra? What's next for Silk and Root? Oh, you know, <laughs> I just, <laughs> as a small business owner, <laughs> 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 uh, no, but for real. So, as a small business owner, I really, you know, I'm not positive what the uh, next step is, but I am trying to work towards possibly getting in some beauty supply stores or, you know, hopefully one day the big people of Walmart and Target in the long run. But next steps is really trying to figure out what that looks like as far as getting into those mini stores. Um, and then maybe trying to make some innovation with like, does it have to be a store? Hmm, you know, and just like, 
leading where that, whatever that may be. Um, but just really working it out, you know, continuing to figure out my sales and my marketing and what the strategy is for that and kind of just live and learn in it. It's exciting. You know, I think I just made a month when we originally um, started this show. I think I just made a month. So I want to say, or not a month, excuse Yeah, a month. So it's just fun trying to like figure out what's next for me. But if I had to give a ballpark answer, really trying to get in some beauty supply stores and some sponsorships. Honey, let me say time fly. Yes. I mean, I feel like you just launched Silk and Root yesterday. September 27th, y'all. That was the day it launched. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And funny enough, like applying to these, um, I guess, vendors and, you know, people that can possibly help your business. When they ask you, what date did you start? I'm like, September 27th, 2020. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I don't even know if they'll accept (laughs) because they're like, girl, you just started. But it's cool. Honey, but do you know how much growth you've seen from yes. just starting? Yes. Like, honey, let me yeah. let me just get you together real quick on the podcast for all my listeners. This is a manifestation podcast, so it ain't yes. no hopefully. Hopefully, I get it target when. Okay, when you get it to target when we get into beauty supply when, stores. Okay, when, yes. All right, all right. Yes. You turn is good for that. Yes, thank you for that reminder. Honey, when okay, I you know I was what was it? I think it was my last my last episode. I was telling uh, uh, telling my listeners. I said, look, if you if you have an idea and you're feeling self conscious or you yeah. feeling low or discouraged, I said, don't call me because yeah. I, I let me tell you something. I'm going to brainwash you into yeah. believing that it is possible. I'm you going really to- are that friend, and you this platform is so that like anybody who knows Maj and anybody who listens to Ask Maj podcast like they know know like it is that motivation and that mm for the day and so as a sister and a friend and not even to like boost or anything like sincerely like you really are that friend so you speaking facts chab here come the tears here come the tears <laughs> Make a phone, I can't. okay uh you know it's so funny somebody said that uh, i can't remember who it was i was talking to someone I was like you you always the hype man that is like, really you really are. You really are. You really are. Yeah, I'm the hype. And it's, it's not even to brag. It's just, I want everybody. Ja'Kaylin Carr, the gospel artist, she said, everything attached to me wins. Yeah. I need, honey, it is too overcrowded at the bottom, okay? okay. And I'm trying to make it to the top, and it's lonely up there. So okay. I need my friends to come on with me, okay? Mm-hmm. I need whoever is inspired in some way to come on with me, to, yeah. to, to make it up there with me. So, yeah. And you are my very first interview, so I just want to shout that out because, you know, you are breaking everything right now, so. Okay, so let me, let me say, okay, let me say, when you start to get into interviews, okay, you better tell them you started here. Of course, of course. No, most for real, of course. Mine's just podcast, first and foremost, okay? Silk and Root heard it first, so. And you know what? Even if you don't, I will. Uh, I know her. I did an interview here. I'm good for it. I'm good for it. I have, you know, it's a couple of guests I had on my, my podcast and they've just gone to do so many things. Child Janisha, you know, yes, I mean? she's, yes. she's famous Woo. out here and I'll be quick yeah. to be like, oh yeah, she was on my podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. As you should, as you should No, you are breaking the mold as always. And like, it's so sincere and good vibes. Anytime I talk to you off camera, on camera, on mic, off mic. So this is just the beginning. I really do thank you for this. Cause I, lo- I can't wait to look back at this and be like, I started here, this dope podcast. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm just glad that I can provide this platform for people like you to talk about your story, because I think what people underestimate is that, you know, we we can be so down on ourselves. We can be so critical of ourselves. But there is somebody out there who needs to hear what you have to say. You are so real. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, let me tell y'all who listening. This is the same module on and off camera. So what you see is. what. Oh, yeah. 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 If anybody new is listening. And I'm sure that's a lot of y'all who are just listening in right now. Let me tell you, Maja is what you see, what you get, you know? To know her is to love her. And even if you don't know, you love her the same. So she really is. I'm being truthful. Like, she really is a dope person. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Tyra, let's wrap this up. Tell us, what advice do you have for other women, black women? 
let me say something. I love all my listeners, but I, I am here to spread black, black girl magic. Woman. Okay. Okay. I love all my listeners, white, black, yellow, brown, gold, you know, but, but I, there is an emphasis on black women. I am here to uplift black women and spread black girl magic. So again, what advice do you have for other black women who are looking to start their own business? Give us something good. Oh gosh, there's so much that comes to mind, but one, trust your gut. Two, um, do it anyway. And by do it anyway, scared, broke, uh, insecure, not short, do it anyway. Um, and three would just really be to know your worth and don't sell yourself short. That is one thing I did in the beginning and it bit me in the butt as far as sales and everything. And luckily it was just fine. But I say that to say, um, what you believe and what you put in your product, sell it like it's a million bucks because it probably is, you know, and a lot of people are still learning to how to negotiate and figure out what's next. Sis, when you put the price on that, don't think, is it too high? No, it's probably too low, you know? So don't sell yourself short, know your worth and really, yes, you know, say yes more to the experience and the uh, ongoing of things and you got it. Like, you know, you, I hope, hopefully this is the kind of confirmation that you need to just press the start button. Cause once the start button happens, everything else is history. Okay, it's history after that, honey. And if you ain't talking money, I don't want to talk. I'm going to call you back. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, my <laughs> voicemail, you know, maybe. <laughs> okay. I love it. Well, Tyra, thank you so, 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 so much for doing this with me again. Of course. Of anytime. Anytime. Let me tell you something. I don't care how bad this sound. If it do sound bad, we using this, okay? We're going to use it. Okay, y'all going to get whatever come out this Zoom interview, okay? <laughs> I need you to understand. Y'all going to get whatever is coming out this Zoom interview. No, but I thank you so much, and I, I hope that you share this and yes, just continue sure. to shed your light and share your experiences and your knowledge as a... <clears throat> Small business owner. No, thank you. I appreciate you and I love you. And shout out to my podcast, the best my podcast. I love you. Yes, love you, Tyra. All right, you have a great night. You too. Bye, y'all. All right, we wrapping up. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to Ask Maja Podcast. And I will catch you on the next episode. Honey, I got something to say. I like Maja, but you know Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj.